All right, Cowboys Nation, it's that time. Take out your pens, take out your notepads. Let's get ready to head into the scientific method with my guy, Patrick No C. Walker. Good morning, good brother. This is my friend. Man, I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited for this matchup. And I'm excited for some science that I know you're about to drop and give us. Hey, you know, uh, we do. We come to give the people what they need, what they require, um, which is just the straight-up fact. Shoot straight down the middle, bullseye, every time. Facts over feelings. I love that. So, oh, yeah. That's I, how we got to be. As we usually do, Pat, uh, can you give us an update on the practice report coming out of yesterday's uh, practice? Was it a walkthrough or was it a real practice this time? Uh, yesterday was actually a real practice. Okay. Uh, it was a full practice. The, the Cowboys are back to um, their normal schedule, obviously, after three games in 11 days. Had that many week, mini bye week to kind of enjoy, but now everything's back on, on track as far as Wednesday being a full practice, Thursday being a full ramp-up practice from uh, from Wednesday, then kind of going from there, mock game, walk through Friday, Saturday. But uh, obviously it goes without saying that the major headline coming out of uh, here yesterday was Mike McCarthy. Yes. Um, so Mike McCarthy showed up to the facility uh, with some abdominal pain. He was doing his best to tough through it. Um, and he went into one of his meetings and Bones and, and Dan Quinn, a couple other guys, you know, told him he didn't look so hot. And he explained to them. He was having some abdominal pain, and, you know, Dak Prescott thought that maybe it was a little bit of a stomach bug, um, but they advised him to go get it checked out, and so he did. Turns out he had acute appendicitis. A little bit of a scare there, but they did catch it before we got to the worst-case scenario. He underwent surgery yesterday, um, and I'm told that he's home and recovering right now. He's expected to coach versus the Eagles. We don't know yet if it'll be in the box or on the sideline, um, but if McCarthy's character is is any indication and what Dan Quinn said yesterday, you think this tough Irishman is going to miss this game? <laughs> I think McCarthy's on the sideline because I think that he wants to show um, that kind of resiliency mm-hmm. to his team to give his team that added oomph to say, hey, man, if Coach can, can have surgery on Wednesday and still be out here on the sideline with us on Sunday, like there's no excuse for us to not go out here and kick some ass. So um, that's obviously the headline. Uh, as far as the injuries for players, nothing too crazy. We had the transaction that came down to the wire. Peyton Hendershot has been activated to the 53-man roster. Um, that saved him from season-ending IR. So he's in. Sean McEwen is to IR. I was told yesterday that McEwen is an ankle injury. Um, you can put air quotes around it if you like. That's up to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rico Dowd was still nursing the ankle. He was limited. No worries there. Um, and... Mostly everyone else is was a rest day. It's a veteran rest day for a lot of these guys. Matt Willetsko also a transaction. His 21-day practice window with his shoulder was activated yesterday. So uh, he will the Cowboys will fill him out over the next three weeks. And if he's good to go and they and it turns out they need him to return for OL depth, then they have that option. If not, then they'll probably leave him where he is and uh, see him next year. Uh, anytime I see NIR rest DNP for Tyron. I just smile because this dude, no, when, he, when he gets that rest, man, he plays out his mind. It's it's so it's so phenomenal to to witness. I don't think people understand. Well, people who played um, team sports or just any type of sport, they understand that when it comes to practice, you you might not like it, but it's kind of required in order for you to be exceptional at what you do. 
Um, and then you see a guy like Tyron. Now, obviously, he's already built um, a Hall of Fame career to this point, and a lot of that involved him being at practice. But the fact that he can be at this age, you know, over the, the you know event horizon of 30 uh, with his injury history, not practicing at all, and then going out there on a weekly basis, and the metrics will show that he right now is the best tackle in football. That is unreal. So, yeah, the cyborg is uh, – everything's going according to plan, man. So Drown, keep him off man. the practice field. Yeah, keep him off the practice field. And, and still, man, they, they're going to mess around. They're going to mess around the Cowboys are and add like two years to this guy's career just by not letting him practice. I wish that – you know, I don't want to go back, but I wish we would have figured this out two, three years ago, man. I just do. But I know. Man. We're here now. I know. What can you do? Exactly. We're you don't know what you don't know. Right. So. Right. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get to this game real quick. And specifically, I want to yeah. talk a little bit about on, on this defensive side of the ball. And I, I happened to just kind of was thinking about this this morning, actually, about Jalen Hurts returning back to Dallas for the first time since 2021, where he didn't have a, a great game against the Cowboys. He had through two interceptions. If y'all remember the pick six, the Cowboys demolished the Eagles at the crib. But the last two games, he's 2-0. and But I think the Cowboys have played him pretty decently. He's been sacked seven times, averaging less than 200 yards per passing. But here's the problem. They haven't gotten any turnovers, Pat. You know, four touchdowns, zero turnovers. And with the Cowboys coming off one of their worst defensive games of the season, I would hope they're pissed off, rested, and looking forward to bounce back. But I'm curious on your level of concern against this offense. And maybe do you think it was the three games in 12 days, or is this legitimately something to be concerned about moving forward? I think it was the three games in, in 11, 12 days. I mean, look at it from the aspect of if you're a defender um, and you're chasing around, look at who you were chasing around as well, especially in that third game. I mean, you had DK Metcalf on one side, Tyrell Lockett, which is, you know, more pure speed on the other side. And then guess who was operating in the middle? Jackson Smith and Jake, uh, you know, so he's, yeah. he's quick, he's shifty, he's fast. Um, so you're chasing those guys around. And then Geno Smith, the pressure was there, and I cannot credit Geno Smith enough. He was getting that ball out faster than Barry Allen to get to the Starbucks <laughs> and back. Um, I mean, it was unbelievable. How, yeah, I'm telling you, it was unbelievable how quickly Geno Smith was getting that ball out, and kudos to him for being able to do so. Um, but the pressure was there, but I say all of that to say, I mean, for the most part, um, you had to expect there would be some type of turn down, and not mentally, but physically, because you know, three games, 11, 12 days, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. And then, you know, uh, uh, Thanksgiving is what jumped it off, right? But look at who they played on Thanksgiving as far as the defense is concerned. Sam Howell in that offense with McLaurin and, and those guys, um, Jahan Dotson and, and Logan Thomas, like those guys can put up points. So you're, you're talking about three games in 11 or 12 days against some Potent offensive firepower, of yeah. course, by the time you get to the end of that stretch, you're going to be tired. So this many bye weeks should do them um, very well as far as rest is concerned. And I just – I don't – also, I don't see the Cowboys defense. We've not seen it this year or last year or in the, the Dan Quinn era. We've not seen them have two bad days at the office in a row, right? So um, especially when uh, two of those bad days will come at home where yeah. they are normally dominant. So I think they'll have a, a great bounce back here. And then when you look at what they did against Philly, Philly only escaped by five points at Lincoln Financial Field. Um, and one of those touchdowns 
was just a perfect throw to Devontae Smith down the deep left. Bland couldn't have played that better. Nobody could have played that better. That was a touchdown no matter what. So kudos to Jalen for being able to make that throw. But uh, they held – that was the biggest play of the game for them. Yeah. That was the majority of the, you know, less than 50 yards for Devontae Smith, less than 65 yards for A.J. Brown. I mean, this this Eagles offense, while it has a ton of firepower, this Cowboys defense has shown that it can slow it down. And as far as getting takeaways are concerned, still, I think that's a little bit – if you just look at the stat line, you'd say, okay, well, no takeaways. you got to improve on that. And I agree. I do agree. But if you go back and you look at the Philadelphia film – Opportunities. The ball just needed to bounce. Yeah, the ball just needed to bounce the other way. Sam Williams on that first Philly drive, strip sack fumble – ball goes right back to Jalen Hurts. Later in the game, DeAndre Swift fumbled. Balls go, ball goes right back to DeAndre Swift. So they forced um, potential takeaways, but, you know, the gotta football get, guys just were not having it right. So what they need to do this game is exactly what they did last game, and the rest is just the rest. You can only hope that the fumble bounces your way, but keep getting back there. They were pressuring Hurts. They were getting hands on him. They were forcing fumbles. You Now you just got to – Try to hope that you are in a position to recover it. Yeah, it's so weird when you look at the, the – I mean, watch the game. It feels the same way if you look at the box score, right? You you held them to 3.3 yards per carry. When you watch the game, it felt like, hey, you did really good against against them on the ground. You see A.J. Brown finishes with 60-some yards. Devontae Smith only 51 yards. When you watch the game, you're like, yeah, they didn't really kill you except, like you said, that one explosive play. I, I thought they played them fairly well but they just had to come away with those turnovers or they had to get them off the field in those first three quarters. Now, they did that in the fourth quarter, but they didn't do that in the first three, and that's something that Dan Quinn was talking about is getting off the field on third down and making sure you get those turnovers. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the Cowboys are on like a four- or five-game streak, might even be more, of actually turning the ball over at home. So they they do that at a higher clip at, at the crib than they do on the road. They absolutely do, and, and that goes to what I was saying. is I just don't see the Cowboys' defense having a bad day at the office two games in a row, especially when both of those games are at AT&T Stadium. I just I, I don't see it. Um, and when you also factor in going back and looking at the the, the uh, Week 9 victory by the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, how close were the Cowboys to taking that win? A yeah. knee by Schoonmaker, Dak Prescott stepping out of bounds instead of turning up field. Uh, I mean, it was a false start on the potential game-winning drive that then turns it into – you know, uh, a much longer situation on downs and distance. So uh, this, the Cowboys could have won that game, and that was in hostile territory. Nothing is going to convince me that the Cowboys can't take this game, and potentially convincingly. Now, that's not to say the Eagles aren't going to put up a fight. They most certainly are, especially after getting their asses whooped right. last week. Um, so, yeah, this, this could be a back alley brawl, but when you look at it from a defensive standpoint, uh, the Cowboys already have the formula. They just need the ball to bounce their way when you get a, a, a strip fumble like Sam, Sam Williams did. When you force a fumble or DeAndre Swift puts the church's money on the ground uh, like he did, you just need those to bounce in your favor. And hopefully uh, when you're at home, it does bounce in your favor. And then, you know, get at least one, hopefully two interceptions from Jalen Hurts because we know he'll he'll put it up there uh, under pressure, 10 interceptions this season. So he'll fumble, he'll throw the ball away, but you have to force him to do that. And I think the Cowboys are rested. And also, quiet as it's kept, um, it hasn't been said this week, which is weird, I guess, because it's not the Cowboys, it's the Eagles that just played the 49ers. But remember, folks, teams that play the 49ers don't do well the week after. 
Yeah, I, I heard a statistic where uh, a team a team that played the 49ers has not beaten a, a division opponent on the road in like the last four years or something like that. That's that's nuts. It's a crazy stat, but it's true. But Physical team. Go back and look at the 49 Yeah, go back and look at that 49ers-Eagles game. Even in the fourth quarter when the game was well in half for San Francisco, they were banging. They were absolutely destroying whoever put the ball in their hands. And that was because they felt away after everything that happened with Big Dom and Greenlaw and then the trash talking ahead of time. And they really wanted to stick it to the Eagles, and they did. Uh, so here come the Eagles, battered and bruised and demoralized and, and humbled off of the 49ers' loss. Uh, and here come the Cowboys, you know, riding a four-game win streak, won six of their last seven, the only loss being against the Eagles. They're trying to avenge it. They're at home where they're, they've been dominant, 14 straight. Um, I mean, it, the script is kind of right in itself. All the Cowboys have to do, and then hey, mix in the fact that your coach was on the operating table yeah. a few days earlier, and, and now he's out there with a headset on. Yeah, go out there and kick some ass, please, and thank you. And when people bring up, you know, uh, you, you know, the Eagles are coming off of that ass whooping, right? So they're going to come in wanting to do this and do that and playing with a certain energy. In my head, I'm like, well, every team you play is is going to bring that type of energy because you're the Dallas Cowboys. That always happens. Right. And and it's not like you are coming off of a clean game either. So I think they will match this energy, and I think they always have to go into these games understanding, hey, we're going to get an opponent's best shot every single time. We are their Super Bowl every single time, so we need to match that energy. Yeah, and they know it, especially when you're talking about Cowboys-Eagles. I mean, the Eagles, they have a Dallas week, right? Yeah. Cowboys don't have an Eagles week. Uh, Cowboys don't have a Commander's week, a Giants week, or any other week. It's just a week. So the fact that that's a thing in Philadelphia and some of these other cities lets you know that um, when they play the Cowboys, it's their Super Bowl that week. And the Cowboys are used to that intensity. And I know some are saying, well, and Dallas Goddard is coming back. Well, Dallas Goddard was on the field. Uh, in week nine. So it's not like this is going to be a curveball for the Cowboys. It's just par for the course. They had the scheme for Dallas Goddard in that offense in week nine, and guess mm -hmm. what? They got a scheme for him again in week 14. No big deal. So um, I guess I sell that to say, and we talked about it, yes, the Eagles have something to prove after being demoralized, but the Cowboys' defense has something to prove after uh, that uh, pass rush at the end by Micah Parsons and that interception by Deron Bland notwithstanding. Of course, Jordan Lewis with those two critical third down stops, Tank Armstrong. Without that final stretch in the fourth quarter, if you take that out, the defense had a very bad day. Yeah. And they don't want that to be the case again, especially against the Eagles because they know, number one, what this game means for standings, both in the NFC East and in the NFC, but also what it means for your morale going forward and your self-belief and destroying the narrative that says that keeps moving the goalposts because first it was, oh, well, they can't beat a team uh, over 500, but then they beat the Seahawks. And it was, the, you know, arguably the best secondary they faced. They put 41 on their necks. And then it's, oh, well, they're not 500 because they're 6-6. Six and six. Well, your math ain't math, and they weren't 6-6 six and six when they played. But, mm -hmm. okay, we'll meet you at the next goalpost. Uh, and the next goalpost now is the Eagles. So you beat the Eagles, um, and there are no questions anymore about your ability to be a contender against anyone not named the San Francisco 49ers. And then you just put a pin in that and uh, see if you meet them again in the playoffs. But go handle this business because there's so much on the line, both tangible and intangible. 100%, man. Hey, Pat, it's Thursday, so that means we get some science. Can you kind of give us a teaser on your science lab uh, article coming up? 
Yeah, absolutely. Science Lab drops uh, either at 10 a.m. Central Time, no later than 11 a.m. Depends on the content that we have going out this morning. But it is on the mothership, DallasCowboys.com. Um, and it's it's one of my more direct, blunt science labs. Um, you'll get the usual um, tendencies, some numbers in there. But uh, just, just tap in and, and read it, and you'll see what the message is. Because the way I'm feeling this week is, um, yeah, it, just go kick some ass. Man. So you basically feel go like kick some ass. you you on your heel stuff this week, huh, bro? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm feeling art. Feeling art. CM Punk is back. CM Punk He's is back. back, baby. <laughs> My yeah, God. so y'all go check out the Science Lab this week, man. It's uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. I always put my heart into it, no matter what what angle I take with it. But this week, um, you'll get some eye-opening things that I dropped in there. But for the most part, I'm talking straight to the locker room, um, with this message for this week's Science Lab. All right, man. That's Patrick Nosey Walker of DallasCowboys.com. As always, coming through, blessing us. <clears throat> excuse me, with the science. Thank you, brother. No, I'll talk to you later, brother. Yes, sir. Y'all heard the man. He's on his heel-ish. So make sure y'all check out Patrick Nosey Walker's uh, Science Lab article later. And if you missed this, right, because some people just jump in here and, damn, I missed the science. All good. Run this thing back. We'll have. I think we're going to drop it probably Saturday. We usually drop it on Saturdays. Maybe we'll drop it sooner rather than later. Thanks for watching and make sure to follow and subscribe to A to Z Dallas so you don't miss an episode of The Scientific Method every Thursday morning, 9 a.m. Central on Facebook and YouTube with every episode available on A to Z Sports.com.